What's up, what's up, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3. I have the real Coach K and Coach Natty T with me today. We have a jam-packed schedule as always, but I think there's a big game going on on Sunday, something like that, some football game. That's like the most watched foot, you know, sports thing pretty much in America. We have a big game on Sunday to pick. And, and so we, we need to go ahead and clock in our picks for this game. So we'll get right into it. And we'll start with um, Coach Natty T. Bucks, Chiefs, who you got? Man. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. Oh, no. No. I, Don't do this. No, I mean. Oh, you want to say? No, I, I'm picking the Chiefs, but I don't feel good about it at all. <laughs> I don't. Me neither. Um, I really don't. Um, <laughs> I'm picking the Chiefs. My my X factor is actually um, Mike Rimmers, or Mike Rimmers, I should say, because mm-hmm. he's the backup uh, left tackle. The tackle, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but... I think he's the X factor because the last time he was in the Super Bowl, he was protecting Cam Newton in Super Bowl 50, and Von Miller won the MVP going yeah. against him. Yeah. So I'm really worried about that. Um, and then just Tom Brady, man. It just, he, things seem to work out for this dude I, all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, he's lost three Super Bowls, but still, like, things just seem to just, go his way mm-hmm. but but i'm gonna stick with the chiefs i mean i i picked them you know i think our, one of our first couple episodes um you know i had picked them i thought they would win the super bowl so i'm gonna stick with it i'm i'm banking on the fact that uh andy reed and, and eric the enemy come up with a game plan to, you know mm-hmm. there's, there's multiple ways to neutralize a pass rush not just mm-hmm. obviously having a good offensive line helps and makes it easy, but, you know, you can do some screen passes and, you know, shotgun and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, plays that just gets the ball out of uh, Mahomes' hands quick and kind of neutralizes the pass rush a little bit. So, or maybe even going like no huddle or something like that. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs 35, uh, Tampa 27. Mm. Um I think if if they can if if they can figure out a way to protect Mahomes either by scheming or if the offensive line can you know do their job, um, I, I think he he'll get MVP pretty easily. So that's yeah. that's where I'm at. But I, I I don't feel good about it at all. <laughs> I mean, I, my heart is with Kansas City because I want I would love for them to win. Uh, you know, I like Patrick Mahomes, love Eric the enemy, but man, I that daggone Tom Brady, man. It just doesn't it don't, I don't feel good at all. Mm-mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully hopefully everything will turn out the way it's supposed to. Yeah, you can never feel secure when Tom Brady's on the other sideline. Never you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't. So unless 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 uh Eli Manning's on the other team. Yeah. That, well that's, true, that's true. Pretty much yeah, it. Eli <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that's Just true. Yeah, so that that's that's my pick. Okay, Coach K, Chiefs or Bucks? 
Uh, let me answer your question with a question. Oh, God. Do you go through? <laughs> <laughs> that's going to that's gonna pretty much determine my pick. But um, do you go with your heart or your head? It's probably, you know, I think studies show that the head usually <laughs> is the one that that is the most because it's the most logical thing and the heart is what you just really want to happen so i guess the head would be what you should go with perhaps i stretched out it's all good for the first <laughs> time in my life oh, i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna have to go with the bucks man not because of tom brady but because of just the offensive weapons that he has that, that's at his disposal. And then that Tampa Bay defense, man, that's yeah, they're number one in turnovers. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> like, that's what they I specialize just, in. I don't want to do it, but I have to go with the Bucks. I mean, it's just. I, I just, I just, I mean, if you look at the like the scenario, the like the story's just the story's just set up for for Tom Brady to win this, just so he can be, so he will just always be crowned as the greatest of all time. So I mean, I, if you can't beat him, join him. So I feel like this. I, I'm gonna go with Tom on this one. So. Okay, I don't blame you one bit, honestly. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Kansas City, only because I feel that looking at what happened last time, we know it's going to be a slightly it's going to be a different game than last time because both teams are going to make some adjustments. So in my mind, I'm thinking of the adjustments as do the Buccaneers have the personnel to make the adjustments that they need to make and have it be consistent throughout the game? Because, yeah, they lead, they cause a lot of turnovers. You know, they're kind of known for that. But Patrick Mahomes, outside of a, a couple, you know, outlier appearances, really doesn't turn the ball over that much. And so I'm thinking that are they going to be that effective now? Because they, I think they got one or they got at least one because he threw an interception last time they played. But they might have gotten at least gotten two off of him last time, and they still lost. You know, so I look at it in terms of. I agree with Coach Natty T that the offensive line is going to be the X factor because Tyreek Hill is more effective when defenses are afraid of him getting behind them. And in order to do that, Patrick Mahomes is going to need some time in the pocket to, you know, not much time because Tyreek Hill is very fast, but a little bit of time to make sure Tyreek gets down the field from the, for those plays. The thing that scares me about Tyreek Hill in a good way is that he could take a, a, a seven-yard slant pass and he's 50 yards down the field and nobody's been able to touch them, touch him. There is this play, I don't know if you saw it, I think it was the Jet, was it the Jets game earlier this year 
but it was one of those, I'm going to throw it up. It's the end of the quarter, end of the half type situations, end of the half. Tyree Hill catches it and runs past all of the defenders, but there's like six defenders in front of him, but he runs in between all of them. They don't lay a glove on him and he gets a touchdown. And I'm like, how, how can you really stop that? Uh, the one big thing, I think Travis Kelsey's going to have a really big game, really big game. Because what can you really do to stop him? You can't really do anything. You can't go man to man. We saw what happened last time they tried that. So that's automatically going to take another defender out of the play to guard Travis Kelsey because they're guarding Tyreek. So I look at it in those, in those uh, through that lens. But I also think this is the game for Le'Veon Bell supposed to be there. Back, back, be back. <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Those things are going to help tremendously. As you said, Coach Matty T, that's going to, that's going to make the defense be a little bit more honest throughout the game. And I just going to be able to go all out on you and attack you because their backs are quick enough. They can, they're good at catching the ball and they're good at making plays in open space. And you look at a hungry Le'Veon Bell who's looking like this, this may be my chance to get a ring. This is probably going to be it for him, honestly. I think he's just going to leave it all in the field. So I'm going Kansas City. Not 100% confident. If the Bucs win, I won't be surprised. Not one bit. This storybook, it looks like it's written for Tom Brady to be the hero at the end. It just kind of feels that way. But I believe Kansas City could get it done. There we go. Ah. <sighs> I think it's going yeah. I think it's really gonna come down to like the last few possessions of the game. And I think I think Kansas City's gonna be in a spot where they have to make something happen. I don't think it's gonna get done. That's that's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just something about his six championship rings just tell me he's gonna get it done to the this get it done this time, <laughs> especially on his way out. I don't think we're going to see the the same Tom Brady that we've been seeing the past couple games. So, yeah. especially especially that performance he put up in the uh, in the the Green Bay in the Packers game uh, wasn't one of his best. So I think he's going to come. <clears throat> I think he's going to come to the table focused and ready. Um. So that's yeah. It's that, one of the, I like, think that's one. I think that's a good point, Coach K, because Tom Brady. I think we're going to see a different, yeah, we're going to see different because he's not going to be able to take those risks. You know, when he's thrown up against Green Bay and he's like, ah, I think Mike Evans might be able to get this one. Yeah. And he doesn't <clears> get it. Like you can't keep giving Patrick Mahomes the ball because your defense has not proven that they can stop him at all. Really. You know, they slowed him down a little bit in the second half, but really McCole Hartman, you know, hit, uh, Mahomes threw that one bad pass and was behind McCole Hartman. But if he throws that on, on point that's a touchdown in the second mm -hmm. half so just looking at that that was one play away from from you know being even bigger of a win for Kansas City and everyone's talking about Kansas City's offensive line protecting Mahomes well you know Brady wasn't exactly you know the most comfortable man the last time they met you know are they going to be able to hold up against Frank Clark in the game so that's going to be something to keep an eye on too every time he gets hit knocked off his spot it's going to be a gamble play or Tom Brady's going to just kind of 
ballot ballot gracefully because he's not going to take any big hits. He's he's not the person that's going to take the big hit. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what I think happens. He's going to play. I just think he's going to play keep away. Yeah, yeah, because he kind of has to because his defense isn't going to be able to hold up for four quarters. As because who would you take the Buccaneers defense or San Francisco's defense from last year? I'd probably take San Francisco's defense. Yeah, I mean overall, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you like what, the Buccaneers defense, man, they are hot right now. They are when it comes to turnovers, man. That's because they kind of remind me of uh, the the '09 Saints defense because they weren't that great either, but they just they got turnovers, man. Opportunistic, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they took like, advantage. And that when they went against Peyton Manning, it was kind of the same thing. But like they just they got turnovers. Mm-hmm. That, you know that changes, and uh, you know their linebacker 40, 45, man, that dude's a beast, man. Listen, it's a Devin White like that that. That dude has a bright foot. Can you believe that this is like his first beast. year, man? Like, come yeah. on, man. That dude's a beast, man. So I, you know, we'll see. I, I just hope, I, man. <clears throat> I, I hope Patrick Mahomes can win, man. I don't want to see Tom Brady win. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just what it oh. comes down to. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I respect his great. I mean, because he's he's the goat, but you know, I just. Uh, dude, just just you, you're married to a supermodel, man. Like you got your kids. Like just just hang out with her, man. Goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, yeah well, we'll see. We'll see. Give somebody else a chance, man. Give somebody else a chance. To- <laughs> you no, know, the, the thing about this though is like, I, I guess the thing that would probably tick me off is um it. Even if Tom Brady, let's just say he does lose, people will say, oh, well, he's 45. You know, he's in his 40s. Like, that's why he's lost. He's old. But if he wins, then he – either way, people are still going to acknowledge him as the GOAT no matter what happens. No, but, I mean, he is. I mean, even if they lose this this game, I mean, Patrick Mahomes still has yeah. a lot to do for the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he is playing with house money because even if they lose – you know, because people are going to say, oh, I mean, they were the Buccaneers last year and he led them to the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, he's it's proven his be, point. He's proven his point. Yeah. But I mean, to be, and, and to be totally fair, I mean, bias aside, I mean, what he's done this year, I mean, it's pretty phenomenal, man. I mean, because the Bucs were, you know, seven and nine last year. Obviously, Jameis was there, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I don't know a lot of people. Besides maybe Skip Bayless, who picked him to go to the Super Bowl yeah, this year, yeah. So really. you know, I mean, listen, like I, that's to for them to turn it around that quickly in a COVID yeah. off season. I mean, man, forty three. He's 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 a beast, man. I yeah. mean, there's no, there's no way else I can really put it. You gotta give it to him. Yeah, yeah, I give it to him. him. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Man. well, we'll be here to to kind of digest and process the game with you all afterwards. You know, next week we'll we'll talk about it. And um, so we have two two Kansas City picks and and one Tampa Bay pick. Ah, oh, man, I, I'm so nervous. I that's why I did not want 
Tampa Bay to go to the Super Bowl. I was like, man, if you get Tom Brady in the big game, man, it no lead is safe. No, like no high powered offense is safe. Hey. If if Eli Manning shows up on TV anywhere, I reserve the right to change my mind. Listen, <laughs> I'm with you on that. Listen, if I was Kansas City, I have Eli Manning. They're already letting people in. Might as well let Eli Manning in as one of the three guys. <laughs> you know, people, even if he got to sit in the press box, like Eli Manning at the game is going to make the difference. Oh, yeah, for sure. We <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. All right, well, there you have it. We'll see what happens. Uh, so our next segment, very special segment. You know, we're going to keep this on the show for our own, you know, Coach K, our dedicated, loyal <laughs> Coach K. This segment is called Bulls Watch with Coach K. So, Coach K, what are you noticing from the Bulls right now? I'm just saying, like, they're already playing at a higher level than they were playing at last year. <laughs> and I think, oh, yeah, really? That... All right, we're taking this segment out. Like, I, I'm going to edit this. I, I can't believe, really? That's what you led with, brother? Like, that's what we're doing right now? You just out here lying to the public. You just don't care what we have credibility look, look, no, on this okay. show, okay? They're playing. Look, 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 Billy P's got them playing at a, at a higher, at a higher level like higher efficiency um they their uh, games are a lot closer uh, i think i just think i think billy donovan's uh, an overall better coach um so I- i'm excited to see what's going to happen you see what he's getting out of out of as zach levine arguably zach levine could be playing well could be playing in an all-star game if the bulls you know had a better record but e- either way I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, man. You gotta watch, man. You gotta watch. You gotta see what I'm seeing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was your. Se- you gotta be able to sell the Bulls better than that, really. But what's, really but what's your, but what's your end goal? Like, what we're at the end of the season, where are the Chicago Bulls? In your opinion, are they in the playoffs? Are they in Cancun or what? In all honesty, I think Zach Levine is on another team, and we're back. We're back right where we started from. That's that's <laughs> honestly, but you know, at, at least at the end of the day, you know, the Bulls are they're playing competitively. I would say. I mean, watch. Go back and watch the Warriors game. I mean, he hit the. You know, hit the hit the. Um, Steph Curry did hit the game winning shot, but I mean. We were pretty close to winning that one. That was an exciting game to watch. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not boring to watch. Yeah. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. But uh you, you can't you can't you can't say they're not better than they were last year though. I mean the bar's so low, Coach on, K. Man. The bar is low. Like that's that's you know, it I look at it in terms of are you're in the, the weaker of the two conferences. And that, you know, the sixth through eighth seed in the East just kind of fluctuates each year. I, can you get I, in one time? Can you get in there? Can you at least get in the dance? Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's kind of I think it's a little debatable whether or not um whether or not the uh 
the East is is weaker than the West this year. Yeah, it's probably more even this year. I would say. That, yeah, it's it's saying. a little more even. More, slightly more even. For sure, it is. Especially at the, the top. The tide, yeah. The, the, the tide is yeah. The tide is, has shifted a little bit. At, either way, we're better than Miami. Right now, we were in the finals last year. But that's because Jimmy Butler hasn't been playing. True. But, you got all your people out there. Y'all still <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, we haven't really been playing either, man. That's why you just give it time. Like we're see, Billy D's getting all is, is he's cooking. He's cooking a, a a cake, if you will. Gather that man then burnt the house down. What are you talking about? <laughs> burnt the house down. Yeah, I don't know what cake that is. Yeah, that's <laughs> something. What I ain't flavor, what ingredients? Yeah. I don't know what they hey, If I all right, I'll tell you what. If you you know how much I hate. Um, you know if if the Bulls don't at least make it to if they don't make it to the if they don't make the playoffs if they don't ma- at least make the eight seed. I will go out and buy a Barlow's Cooser jersey. Oh, jeez. Well, you better get your money put aside because <laughs> you could be wearing that on the show. Yeah, <laughs> Trust I, me. Yeah, I, I will wear a Barlow's Cooser jersey. You guys know how much <laughs> I hate that man. <laughs> Barlow's Cooser. I can't even – I don't even want to say his name right because I, I want to just disrespect him that much. <laughs> That's a different level of hatred, Coach K. That's it a- is. I can't even acknowledge him by his birth name. Man. All right. Well, you'll hear about the Chicago Bulls here week to week, as long as Coach K's on the show, which we might have to have a conversation about. <laughs> I'd rather have a Knicks watch right now. You know. <laughs> I mean, they're, they ain't playing bad either. Right. They're playing Knicks. well. Yeah. They're playing well. All Julius right. Randle is killing it right now. Yeah. 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 All right. So well, that's exactly me. He is like Zach Levine is. He got game, no doubt in my mind. But they need to free him. He's wasting his career in Chicago. Look, hey, we're playing better than the Wizards too, and and Bradley Beal's the the top scorer in the NBA right now. I can keep throwing out these facts too. <laughs> okay, touche, touche, touche. Well, that's Bulls watch with Coach K. Uh, appreciate your um, quote unquote. Objective observations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we're going to transition to some more NBA. Uh, and so, Coach K, I'm so glad you brought this um, to our attention. Uh, you know, we're talking about what if scenarios. And so, sometimes as sports fans, we love to think in hypotheticals. What if this were to happen? What if that were to happen? Well, there was a scenario that actually almost did happen. And the late, great David Stern said, Nah, fam. We ain't going to do that. And that was the 2011 Chris Paul trade to the Lakers that was blocked. So a lot of people speculate, what would the trajectory of Chris Paul's career, Kobe Bryant's career, and all the others involved, what would that have looked like if that would have went through? Uh, And so we'll start with Coach Natty T. What would you think would have happened if Chris Paul was able to go to the Lakers? Well, I mean... When you really think about it, and uh, it was really going to be like a not necessarily a package deal, but they had traded for Chris Paul, mm-hmm. and Dwight Howard was coming right after that. Yep. And obviously, Dwight Howard ended up, you know, that that trade ended up going through. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have really had Chris Paul, Dwight Howard, Kobe Bryant. Now, obviously, Dwight Howard during that first Lakers spell, um, you know, it didn't go as well. But I do think if you had Chris Paul there and the style of play that they would have uh, implemented, Mm-hmm. I I really do think they would have at least gotten gotten to a finals, maybe even won a finals, at least mm-hmm. one. Um, because I think Kobe. That's one thing. Ironically, Kobe has always asked for was a point guard. Yeah. Even if you go back before that, mm-hmm. um, before um, they traded for Pau Gasol. Um, Maybe this could be another what-if scenario, but he was pushing for them to get Jason Kidd, and the trade almost went through. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think it would have been very interesting to see how they would have meshed. I honestly think it would have worked because, you know, Kobe, the one thing about Kobe is he, you know, respects other players that, you know, go as hard as he does. Mm-hmm. So, and I do believe, although Kobe and Dwight Howard you know, obviously they had, you know, their their little tip or whatever when they played together. But I do think having Chris Paul there, you know, he could have kind of played that sort of him and Tyson Chandler when they were at uh, yes. New Orleans. It kind of yes. would have been a similar type of play. And mm-hmm. then you still have Kobe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then thinking about it, you know, it, it just would have been fantastic to have, you know, the Lakers and the Heat in the finals, you know, with, with the big three. Mm-hmm. That would have been a fantastic just, you know, that's a different definition of a, you know, blockbuster matchup. So that's right. Um, I honestly think they, they could have won at least one. Um, you know, maybe they could have played each other multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, kind of have that little, that back and forth. So I'm just mad at David Stern for robbing us of that. Yeah. potential opportunity to see what that matchup would have looked like. Uh, but I, I honestly think that they would, they could have won at least one title. I really do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's not too far fetched. I think that was, that would be very much possible. Coach K, what do you think? Man. To, to actually have a Kobe and LeBron final series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. We, we never got it. We never, we never got, got it. it. Now, in all fairness, Kobe did hold his end of the deal. Well, yeah, yeah. Kobe held up his end, but. And, but, I mean, look at who LeBron was with, though. I mean, I guess they, they could have. They lost to the Magic, bro. Dwight Howard was the best player on the team. Yeah. They shouldn't have lost that one. You had Rashard Lewis you, skip to I'll my move. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you Boston, Boston, but that Orlando one, yeah. They, you get locked up by Michael Peaches. They called him Peaches. They called the brother Peaches, people. Like, <laughs> come on. All right, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Coach. <laughs> nah, I'm just saying, like, I'm actually kind of glad that didn't go down because I feel like I feel like they would have got swept, like emphatically swept under the rug if they would have went up against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah. So you think um, Kobe has but, one more ring? Or do they go do I they think, do multiple? Are you talking or are you talking about the if Chris Paul's with I think they have yeah. at least I think Kobe at least gets two more rings, I think. Okay. okay. Um I'm I'm just and I'm kind of basing this off of uh I feel like I feel like Chris Paul probably well, I mean with uh DeAndre Jordan like some of his best years were you know catching passes from um Chris with CP3 and I think that I think that would have had a um I think Chris Paul being there would have I mean we know the type of floor general he is I think he would have been able to kind of like institute him in the office a little bit better um now I th- I think that still does kind of depend on like what Howard's like um I don't know, attitude would have been like, but I don't know. As far as like, obviously we still have, you still have San Antonio to contend with. Um, man, I'm just, I'm just thinking about some of the battles that we would have had though with San Antonio, um, the Lakers. Um, then you still have OKC out there. Um, I don't, and, and then they Dallas, still would have had. And they still would have had. Uh, they still would have had Pau Gasol too. Don't forget that. Could have been. Yeah. Pau, Dwight, Chris Paul, and Kobe. I mean, <laughs> that's a squad right there. That is a squad. That. Because I'm just like on the Heat. Like, who's gonna, who's gonna stop Dwight? I'm not putting Birdman out there to do that. Yeah, him and, and Joe Anthony got nothing for him. Got nothing for him. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Not one thing. They <laughs> they this, look what happened that year. So this is 2011, right? This was the LeBron yeah. meltdown in the finals year, right. right? And so think about what happened in the playoffs. The Lakers lost to the Mavericks went all the way mm-hmm. to the finals. One of the best finals runs that people really don't talk about how great that actually was. Because this mm-hmm. this was the proposed trade was on December 8th of that year. So this right. would have changed how the playoffs could have played out. Mm-hmm. And so you have, speaking of Jason Kidd, you had him on the Mavericks with Tyson Chandler, Jason Terry, Dirk Nowitzki, all that now they they out you know they outplayed the Lakers would that have been the case with Chris Paul at the helm you know the Nash experiment never really panned out for them you know Nash was on his way out anyway you know he had a lot of miles on him uh, and it just didn't work out he couldn't stay healthy couldn't stay healthy I do agree with you all's point about getting Dwight involved in the offense I think Kobe isn't the best I think Kobe and Shaq work together in a way that Kobe and Dwight could not you know, so you right. think you could just swap out talented big man for talented big man. It just it doesn't always pan out that way. But, yeah, I think a, a true point would would I think power would have been OK with that. Like, OK, I'm still going to get some touches. Uh, some intentional plays ran for me where I could just dive to the rim mm-hmm. and, and do my thing. Yeah, so I think I, I think the thing that everybody would have to be OK with would be the Kobe takeover. Because at some point in time, like, if, if things aren't going right, you know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that is that is something that, you know, Dwight would still have to be okay with. I mean, because it's, it's just going to happen. So, um, but, yeah. And so just to let people know, what were the 
all the moving parts that would have went uh, been a part of that trade. So if it went through in its original proposal, that is, you know, you never know what could have changed through the process. But what it, what would have happened was it would the Rockets would have sent uh, Luis Scola, Kevin Martin, and Goran Dragic to the Hornets along with Lamar Odom. So that takes Lamar Odom off the Lakers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then the Lakers would have actually sent Chris, uh, not, uh, Pau Gasol to Houston. That's right. Actually, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. yeah that's so right. they wouldn't have had Pau and they would have lost Odom, but they still would have had, you know, a solid lineup with, with those big three. Mm -hmm. uh, then you talk about Andrew Bynum coming down the line, developing two. So there would have been a succession plan there. And they would have also given the Lakers would have given up a draft pick. Now, so when I looked at it, if that was considered a 2012 draft pick, the Lakers didn't have a draft pick in the first round. They had the number 60th pick. So the end of the second round for, you know, toward the end of second round is when they had their draft pick. And mm -hmm. they, and uh, so they took, um, what's his name, Robert Sacra from Gonzaga. I think his first name was Robert. Yeah. So a guy that really didn't do much there, that's who they picked in that draft. And I'm like, man, that would have been worth it. You know, you didn't really have much going on in the draft because when you're making it to the playoffs every year, like that, I mean, you're not going to get a high draft pick. You're not. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think some of the what ifs were like, what would have that have done for Kobe's career and his longevity? Would his decline been as steep as it was if he had someone else to handle the ball and to run the team and he could manage, you know, maybe they could have managed his minutes a little bit more, whatever the case may be there. Uh, so yeah, yeah. His first name is Robert Robert Saker from Gazaka. Yeah. So I, I think about it in those terms as as well. And it's just hard to imagine them not getting at least one, not getting at least one in that time period, not at least one chip. They probably would have had at least two finals appearances, in my opinion. And I think they could have won one of them. Does now let me ask this question: Does a uh, does a sixth ring for Kobe, does that with with the with Chris Paul and like Dwight Howard on the team, does that hit solidify his conversation in the uh, uh does that solidify him for like uh a nominee in the GO conversation in your opinion? I think because the public focuses so much on championships, public opinion could have propelled him into there. Yeah. Uh, in my personal opinion, I, I think he put a good enough resume to be considered that anyways with five. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, I think people would have talked about him at the level, not necessarily just like Michael Jordan, but, hey, like, he's right there. He's right there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I still think the conversation today would, would, would uh, still be LeBron, MJ. I don't think it changes that fact from what the public are talking about. Yeah. I think it depends if he got, if he won finals MVP or not. Because mm. if he would have won, like say if Chris Paul wins finals MVP, you know, I don't know. But if he gets, if, if they, say if they win one more, he has, instead of having five rings, he has six rings. And then he has, you know, three finals MVPs, mm -hmm. especially with that squad. I don't know. I, that that probably I, yeah. I mean, even I think it even changes the the conversation on 
uh, on LeBron a little bit too. You know, because let, let's say, because who knows? I mean, it, it, there's a lot of what ifs because maybe, maybe the Heat only get one title instead of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that, that may change the narrative a little bit. You know, maybe, I, I don't know. There's, there's so many I dominoes think- that, that could have fallen. No, I, I don't know. I'll say obviously we never could have had like LeBron versus Jordan, but I mean the closest thing next to Jordan is Kobe. What if I mean what what if LeBron and the Heat beat the Lakers? No, like, yeah, pe- I mean yeah. people are going to take that and be like, well, oh, that's definitely bonus points for LeBron. That's definitely oh, absolutely. yeah. Yeah, no question about that. No question Cause, about that. Yeah, because I mean, uh, beating beating San Antonio was, but uh, when they beat San Antonio, like I feel like me and other people blame that on coaching and <laughs> and Ray Allen's shot <laughs> in uh, in Game Six. Um, the loss, I mean, OKC, they were just they were just a young team. But I don't know, if you beat Kobe. Mm-hmm. It would have been, man, mm-hmm. I just, David Stern, man, you know, RIP, but that was a whack move. Man. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, there's think- so many things we, we could have had. It really, because even just thinking about it now, I mean, you know, man, if we would have been really able to see that Kobe versus LeBron finals, like, man, yeah, would have been great. Yeah, I mean, what a what a great thing for basketball, yeah, for the game of basketball. And I think what fr- what frustrates fans the most, just basketball fans, is that you fast forward a couple years later and KD's on the Warriors, and it's just like, well, isn't that kind of this same thing? Like you're saying yep. that this all oh, this would have been this would have tilted the the power shift and this would have messed up the you know well I know it's a different commissioner but you just think about like man like if it was Adam Silver running the league at the time and that goes through what would have happened uh, so yeah it's well, just one the, of the thing things. is though but the thing is though it's not necess- again it's not I don't think it's necessarily even David Stern I mean it was it's it's the other owners because even from what I remember and I have to look this up but. You know, Michael Jordan and Dan Gilbert were one of the two most outspoken owners at the time that called David Stern to stop the trade. Because remember, the uh, Hornets, New Orleans Hornets at the time, they didn't have an owner. So the, the league were kind, was kind of was the, owner. Mm-hmm. was the owner, you know, by by default. So initially the trade was fine. And then... David Stern gets all these like ridiculous calls from Dan Gilbert and Michael Jordan specifically complaining about, oh, they're, you know, if you let them do this trade, then, you know, we're never going to have a chance of winning, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I all respect to the GOAT, but bro, you coaching Charlotte Bobcats, bro, like he wasn't going to win anyway. Well, the thing is, man, Michael, Michael's the GOAT basketball player, but. Michael was trash as an owner, so he yeah. didn't sit down. Sit down. And then don't get me started on Dan Gilbert because he's one of the 
biggest reasons why I hate people. Why I hate Cleveland? Because <laughs> that's that. That's that whole like, woe is woe is me. Oh, we're Cleveland. We never gonna have a chance of winning. Dude, you're a billionaire owner just like everybody else. Like when you had LeBron, you had LeBron all those years and won one Finals. That's partially on you. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I, and that goes to you know <clears throat> to show. Would Dan Gilbert's perspective still been the same if he still had LeBron at the time? That's what I'm saying. Like, if you were at least competitive, you'd have been like, all right, well, whatever. I guess we'll see him in the finals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It's just, I, I just, because I, <laughs> I hate Cleveland, as you know, but I will never forget. This is not to go too much off topic, but I will never forget when they were trying to trade, or it was a proposed trade for Amari Stoudemire. You yeah. all remember that? Yes. And then they didn't want to trade uh, J.J. Hickson. Yes. I was like, what? <laughs> he gives you, like, you know, some good games here and there. And then they gave him like, a, bunch, know, a bunch of money, too. They J. gave him a J. bunch of money behind that. J.J. Hickson's a fan favorite. And, you know, yeah. we just really like his character. So I was like, see, that's that. I'm, let me stop. You see, the only J.J. I know is, was on Good Times. That's the only one I care about. <laughs> Or JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick, yeah, him too. Yeah. He's good. So just... this, this is it. All right, I'm gonna go there. That's Uh-oh. side note. I'm Here gonna, we go. Hot mm-hmm. take, Coach Nettie I team. heard. So I heard. Actually, actually, Colin Cowherd talked about this, and I found it laugh out loud funny. But this was a few. This is during the NFL season this year. And he was talking about Aaron Rodgers and, and the Green Bay Packers, right? And yes. he was talking about the difference between places like Green Bay in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. There, there's just that mentality of, oh, you know, we don't want to overspend for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just, you know, we, we have Applebee's and... <laughs> <laughs> We don't drive, you know, we don't drive nice cars. We're not going to overextend ourselves. Whereas the coast, you know, your LA's, your New York's, your, you know what I mean? They're going to go for broke. They're just like, listen, this is that life. This is how we're going to do. Because he's basically making the point of the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers, how they haven't really, they they don't seem to really take risks. you know, going yeah. after players and whatnot. Yeah. I found I found it hilarious. I, I was in tears because of course my wife was watching it with me. She's like, why are you laughing? Because I'm like, that's the Midwest. Like that's yeah. that's kind of that's kind yeah. of the mentality, you know? So I thinking yeah. about that the whole JJ Hickson versus Amari uh, Sodermeyer thing. To me that's a perfect example because it's like, oh and, and again and even with uh with Milwaukee and Giannis, I, I, it's the same thing. The same because thing. they're like, oh, yeah, we have Giannis. Let's just add some little pieces here and pieces there, and we'll be okay. I'm like, that's not going to work, man. No. <laughs> and it, they always give the money to the wrong person. They always give like, the money to the wrong person. So Chris Middleton gets all Only, the money. Uh, it even goes up to the East Coast, you know, and East Coast, <laughs> some of the East Coast teams do the same thing. We just talked about it off air that – Danny Ainge is over here stacking up draft picks while the rest of the league is saying we're winning now. But even Boston has that same kind of like yeah. mentality. Yeah, mentality. it's that that city and that the identity of the city. And while kind of the same thing, he's talking about building people out here winning championships. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. When uh when Boston traded for Kyrie, did they really trade away? Did they really take a big risk? Because they were getting rid, rid of, of Isaiah like, Thomas, yeah. Yeah, like Isaiah Thomas coming up an injury. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't really a risk. And I feel like Cle- I'm still to this day, I still go back and I'm just like, I don't I don't know what I I don't I just don't I don't understand that. That it you would think, Coach K, that people would learn from their dis, their decisions, right? You overpaid JJ Hickson and look what that got you. He was out, he was out of there on another team. I think he ended up playing for the Blazers a little bit after that. But and then you do it again with Tristan Thompson. Now, slightly different context because he was part of a championship team. And I I say that as part of the championship team. He was a starter on a championship roster. I'm not going to take that away from him. And he's LeBron's boy. How much did they pay? 88 million, I think it was, for for Tristan Thompson. Man, but how how much did they pay for – how much was Timofey Mozgov's, like – Oh God! That's right. Oh, <laughs> or even uh, like even uh, what's his name? Della Vadova. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Della Vadova. Yeah. Like, y'all tripping. We got the deli. The deli sandwich is back in Cleveland. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. It's not. That's why you will always be Arby's going after <laughs> deli sandwiches. You are, name one person you know that eats at Arby's. Hey, right. they got I go to Arby's for the fries. That's it. No, no. That's it. You don't go don't, for the deli sandwiches. No, nah, if they had a deli sandwich, I'll probably drive off. Like I'm not, I'm not eating. <laughs> yeah, man. They got oh. roast beef, maybe, but yeah. But I might get a deli sandwich there. But I, I found that I found that hilarious. Cause I feel like it's so true. Cause usually yes. those teams in those cities, it's kind of that same theme. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was hilarious though. I gotta, I gotta find that segment Man. on Calhurk. That joke was hilarious. He's like, you know, I, I people got... are just nice. They go to Applebee's and pay their mortgage and just, you they know, that's their it. Mortgage. You know, they take no risk and that's fine. <laughs> Man, I, I, since we're talking about, Mar- I, since we're, t- since we're talking about Midwest teams, I gotta bring it up. Oh, Carlos man. Boozer, man. No, that's that's a, that's. Yeah, that's another no. one. That's another one. No, no, you're right. Pay no one the big money, or you pay the wrong person the big money. It's no, like every no, single time. I was just like, man, you had you had Melo coming out here to visit, man, and they. How did he get on the contact list? Like he must have, he must have <laughs> slipped his name on there somehow. Like walked in walked into the Bulls office with the like fake nose and the fake mustache and the glasses. And signed his name on the on the call list. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. No, no, but to your point, you're right. I mean, because I, you know, I was, I was definitely rooting for the Bulls when the, you know with Derek at the height of Derrick Rose and yes. all that. So, yes. I always felt like they, they didn't do, they didn't go for it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you had Derrick Rose. I always felt like they needed another score or something, score, like just another Not, dog that uh-huh. could help out. <laughs> Just that can help out uh, Derrick Rose. And they just like, well, you know, we have a good core nucleus and all that. Like, dude, you got to go for it, man. Like, so that whole your... waiting and hoping just things have... mesh together. Like, that's not going to work, yeah. man. No, trying... but you're right. You're right. You're right, though. I was trying to make Luol Deng 
Yeah, but, like, yeah, that was like, yeah, you know, Lou all day. I'm like, I'm not saying he's not a good player, but I'm like, dude, he's good. Yeah. you need you need another like baller, baller, and yeah. and unfortunately, you know, J- I mean, Jimmy Butler isn't. I mean, he's a hooper, but he's not necessarily like uh, he can score a lot of points. He can. We saw that in the finals, but you know, you got Rose toward the end of his tenure in Chicago. And then you get Jimmy Butler. But I mean, and look where that they actually made it further in the playoffs after that point. Mm-hmm. But then you have like, you're really expecting a team with Taj Gibson and Joaquin Noah and guys like that to help get Carlos you over the top. And Carlos, and Carlos Boozer. Boozer. And Carlos Boozer. Like, it's just not going to work. It's just not going to work at all. And that was a mistake for them to get him, not only because it's not like a hindsight is 2020, but Boozer made his name off of flourishing in an offense with pure with, with like facilitator point guards mm-hmm. darren williams right mm-hmm. so darren williams made boozer look better than he actually was right and then even even before that when he was in cleveland because boozer was in cleveland for a little bit i mean lebron james any given year could be the best point guard in the league just the way he handles mm-hmm. ball so he makes people look better than what they actually are. And then you, but Derrick Rose isn't that same type of point guard. So it, it just doesn't work. So it's like, why would you even try that? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, we. That's that, that's that man, Midwest, man. That Midwest. <laughs> and, and didn't he say he, the, the funniest thing is, like, Aaron Rodgers was in the back of, you know, his offensive lineman. Was it, I think yeah. it was, was a Bakhtiari's, like, yep, truck. Yeah, his truck, yeah. With, with the case of beer, right? And he's yeah. like waving. And Colin Carr, like, was talking about, you know, Aaron Rodgers play for Cal. I think, you know, it's that kind of like he has a different attitude than the Midwest. And he was like, nope, I was wrong. <laughs> He's in the back of a pickup <laughs> truck <laughs> with the beer in here. They could have thrown enough money at, at Carmelo, man. They, Yeah. I don't even care if it wouldn't have worked. No, but that, that's the point. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it may not work, but you can't. Like, you can either just rest on your laurels and know you're not going to make it, or just go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, you might as well, like, you just got to go for it, right? I mean, yeah, swing for the fences. Why swing you for the fences, man. And then they invested in Dwayne Wade way too late. And it's like, well, Wade's yeah. not the same player. Bro, anymore, so why that, was, that, that, was a, that was the second deal. Dwayne Wade's coming home. <laughs> that- and every year they went home right after the season was over. <laughs> I mean, Rondo must, getting man. him late. It's just like you're you're a step behind everyone else. Like sometimes even two steps. But anyway, okay. We I did a West, man. Yeah, Midwest. Midwest. Yeah, Midwest. Twenty million dollars a year for 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 three championship <laughs> rings. <sighs> I'm with you. I'm with you. But you know, you know what, Coach K, you do have a potential all-star on your team. You talked about him earlier, Zach Levine. And so we're going to brighten the mood up here and we're going to talk about all-stars. You know, people are voting right now. Nothing's nothing solidified, but we're going to give her at least our starting five from each each conference. All right. Coach Natty T, we're going to start with you. Uh, if you want to give us the East first and then the West. Yeah, so um, <laughs> my East starters, 
Uh, Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. begrudgingly Giannis. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, that, okay, so before we started the show, Coach Natty T was watching the, the, the you know the Bucks game on television tonight, and the look on his face—I didn't even have to see what was actually happening on the court. All I could see was Natty's face, like just shaking his head in complete disappointment at Giannis. It, same yeah, moves. I, yeah, I was like, if I if he does that Euro step and then spin to the right one more time, and that that's exactly what he did. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. But anyway, um, so Giannis, KD. I'm a sound. I guess I'm gonna sound like a Nets lover, but I got KD, James Harden, Kyrie as my starters. What? Oh my gosh! I do. You're infatuated. You're infatuated with the Nets. Well, part well part of it is um, again my and again this is my list, so it's my rules. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I I mean, looking at the the voting, I think uh, Bradley Beal is going to get that starter, that starting backcourt mm-hmm. um, position. But for me. I just have a problem with somebody being a starter, not an all-star, but a starter, and you're on the worst team in the league. Because I didn't like it last year when um, Trey Young was a starter. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it when Carmelo was a starter that year with the Knicks, and they had won like ten games. Yeah, I didn't like it. I so I'm just that's just my own little you know quirky pet peeve, mm-hmm. but. He's gonna get. I mean, he's gonna get a starting backcourt position. So I don't. I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, but that's my East starters, uh, West starters. Um, the Joker. I got Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Paul George, and Steph Curry. Okay. Yes. No AD in my starting because. Wow. Just based off the regular season this year so far, I Paul George is. I mean. You know, he's been balling. I mean, the numbers are, are fantastic, him and Kawhi. So do I believe that's going to continue in the playoffs? That's a separate discussion. But the All-Star game is about that particular season up to that point. So yeah, yeah. based on that, I got to I gotta give him the edge over AD because there's too many times where I see – I think his numbers are okay, but there's too many times where – he just disappears to me. And I'm just like, what is, I don't understand what's going on. Yes. Um, right. And then, yeah, then Steph, I mean, like I said, I've already said what I've said about Steph, but he's he's been playing phenomenal. So mm-hmm. he's definitely a starter. And I know right now, I think there would be in the ninth spot, ninth or tenth spot maybe in the playoffs. I don't know. They keep just, it seems like, because I think that whoever. Golden State. Golden State. They are currently and, sitting at seven. No, okay, okay. Because I know like them, San Antonio and um Houston and another team. Because you got um, Phoenix at six. So they're Phoenix, that's what it is. They're right in that conversation. Well, I think like all those four teams, I think they're they literally have the same record. So like on any given night, like they those, fluctuate. <laughs> those they fluctuate. So I I can't keep up. So um but all that and all, I mean, they're they're in cont- they're in playoff contention. So you know, I don't have a problem with him being sorry. He's been playing phenomenal. So okay, that's my starting fives on both sides. That's fair. That's fair. I have no beef, coach. 
Coach K over here taking notes. You got a pen and a pad out, bro. What are we doing? I'm like, what are we doing on this show? I'm crossing some people off my list, actually. <laughs> and I got some last minute write-ins. I'm crossing Paul George off. <laughs> hey man, listen, I'm with you, but like I said, based on the criteria, and again, up to this point, I gotta give him the nod, man. But again, come playoff time, do I think he's gonna choke? Yes, I do. But to this point, to this point in the season, he's been balling, so I gotta give him credit. Yeah. I'm also crossing James Harden off my list because of yeah, I'm crossing them off. Okay, I already know. They got that uh, spark on his face. Uh, yeah, I know, know he's going to put somebody in the starting lineup. Uh, there we go. Go ahead and spill it, Coach. Go ahead and spill it. Start with your Eastern Conference. <laughs> so, I got to have KD. Uh, I don't respect Giannis at all, so – but I got to put him on there. Joel Embiid is playing at an MVP level, so he gets to Absolutely. be on my team. Absolutely. Uh, here's here's probably where I'm going to get – y'all probably going to have something to say about this, but I don't care. It's my list. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, top scorer in the yeah. NBA right now. Yep. He's on the list. Yep. This one, though. Mm-mm. Don't you do this. Don't you do this. <laughs> I saw that smirk on his face. I was like, it's not, it is not Zach Levine. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was about to say. But okay. it is somebody that I feel will be a future Chicago Bull. Oh, Lord. Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton is, ab- is playing absolutely out of his mind right now. That's not, okay. that's not bad. That's not bad. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with him. Um I respect that. No, all right, bad. cool, cool. Thank you. Appreciate and honestly, it. I feel like he he's probably gonna end up being at least an all-star, like on a reserve. Yeah. I mean for sure. I think so. He's definitely in there. If Cleveland's <laughs> sitting at, at the number seven seed right now, I mean they have a better record than the Wizards, they have a better record than the Bulls. Yeah, and so if you're talking Bradley Bill and Zach Levine, well, Sexton has been the leader of his team. They have a better record, way better mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. West Coast, what you got? West Coast. I'm I'm crossing another person off my. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should not. You can't cross Ty Lu off the list. He's not a player. Okay, <laughs> he's not a player. <laughs> All right. Um. LeBron, obviously, uh, Jokic. <sighs> Anthony Davis. Mm. <sighs> You're always so stressed. I just – I know. I, I mean, he's he is absolutely balling this year. I want to put Steph Curry, but I want to put Dame Willard. Listen, I ain't mad at you at all. I ain't not mad at you at all. Okay. So, East Coast, KD, 
Giannis, I'm with you all. Like Giannis, he ha- he hasn't had the growth that we wanted to see. But if you're talking about best at their respective positions, he's still talented enough to get a starting role there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bucks aren't playing horrible at all. I mean, you know, so the record's cool. They're there's you know they're, they're 13 and eight right now, so they're right behind Philadelphia, um, competing for first place, but. MB, like you all said, like that that dude has has a new swag to him. He he is playing. Um, as Coach Natty T mentioned before the show, playing with an attitude. Like I I like the way he's playing. Finally, finally, yeah, it looks yeah, it looks and, good. And we talked about this on the last show. I think I brought it up in terms of how the evolution of the big man in the game can be a pro and a con depending on how you, you use it. And there was, they were big men. And I mentioned Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns specifically. And I said, sometimes they play too much on the perimeter when their best matchup is actually in the paint where you don't have anyone that can stop you there. It's a higher percentage shot. You can get the other team in foul trouble, take advantage of that. And when I watch Philadelphia, I see Joel Embiid doing just that. Even if he starts on the perimeter, he's like, I'm not afraid to put the ball on the floor and I'll take it to the rim. So if I'm not already under there, I'll take it to the rim. I'm going to draw the big out and I'm, I'm athletic enough to get past him and finish at the basket. Like that's smart basketball. And then when you're, you know, when you're open, you can shoot the ball, you know, you can shoot a three pointer, but don't settle for those shots. So I think he's he's becoming a smarter basketball player. The same thing that we want from Giannis as far as becoming a smarter basketball player, that's what we're seeing from Joel Embiid. They have the number one record in the Eastern Conference, and he's an early MVP candidate. I, too, have Bradley Bill because Bradley Bill, I mean, he deserves something because they're not getting wins in Washington, (laughs) so he he can give them something. Uh, That man out here balling, every time he goes for 40 points, they, they lose except for, I think, once. You know, so I know I know they had a big game the other night, but you know him and Russ hitting clutch shots, and so that was nice to see. But uh, it's not sustainable there in Washington. But Bradley Bill, this is the this is the one that I struggle with the most. I was not after looking at okay, I need another guard here. Harden, you know, wasn't playing really, you know, wasn't playing to start the season for the Rockets. And then he gets traded. So he couldn't play a little bit in that transition. And then he comes out not playing every game there either for the Nets. So I'm like, ah, you know, Kyrie, same thing. He took his hiatus and everything. I'm like, well, I I don't think I could put you in there either because it's already a shortened season and you haven't played for like at least a third of those games already in the season. So I decided that I was I was going back and forth between actually a Boston Celtic for this one, because I'm looking at the the standings here. And so, yeah, Philly, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and then Boston's right there. So you got your Philly and Joel Embiid, you got uh, Giannis, you got KD in Brooklyn. And so I'm going between Tatum and Brown. And technically, if you were going position wise, Brown would be the guard. Uh, so I went with Jalen Brown because he's having an outstanding season. Uh, and I, he's one of those people that he's not very flashy. And so you don't really see the impact that he's actually having on the game, but him and Tatum are balling in, in Boston. 
Uh, and there was a time where Tatum was not playing for like a game or two and Jalen Brown was still holding his own. And in fact, their, their stats this year are almost identical, especially in the points section. So I gave it to, to Jalen Tatum. Uh, I mean, uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, West, West side, LeBron, Joker, early MVP candidate too. Uh, I I didn't go Paul George. I went Kawhi on mine. I, I did go Kawhi on mine. I'm thinking like, you know, they're, they're both kind of doing their thing. I can't hate right now. It's the season, regular season. They're doing okay. Uh, and I think Kawhi allows Paul George to do his thing because of Kawhi's presence. So I, I went with Kawhi. You know, when Kawhi was out and Paul George was in there, they lose by 51 points to Dallas. So I, I'm like, I, I don't I don't I don't think I could I could put you in an all-star game. And that's not in the starting lineup. Steph Curry, been playing absolutely amazing basketball. And I had I have Dame Dollar rounding out my uh, my top five too. I mean, dude's just been continues to to be an amazing player. And they're in the fifth seed in the Western Conference. So um, and this that one was hard because I think there's some other people too that that you can argue in there uh but i'm gonna put them in my uh reserves and so i'll save that for the next show but those are my five mm-hmm. yeah which is weird because utah has the best record in the western conference and none of us had any utah jazz on our starting rosters good team <laughs> but they're a good team they're a really good team yeah I mean, they play as a team so it's, it's a little it's a little different yeah yeah um even though I think Donovan Mitchell probably get get the at least an all star nod, maybe. Yes, and deservedly so. Deservedly yeah. so. Yeah. All right. So this takes us into our last topic: fans and athletes. We had another episode this week with fans and athletes: LeBron and courtside Karen and ATL. So Coach Natty T. Uh, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, this is one of the topics that uh, you wanted us to discuss today. What's going on with these fans and athletes, man? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm just getting really sick and tired of the the the, the all American white woman nowadays, man. The, the blonde hair, blue eyed. Evangelical from the south, like acting like they owned everything. Like that's just really, really annoying. Uh, and again, not to get too much off topic, but you have the the Republican Congresswoman talking that craziness on 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 the on the House floor. <laughs> the I, like, same what are you thing. talking you know, about? Like, what are you talking about? But anyway, but I think it, it goes deeper to. Um, I think it's just kind of related to kind of the the theme that we've been talking about for the past, it seems like for the past month or so on yeah. the show, yeah. you know, there, listen, like we saw what happened on January 6th, man. There, there's, there's, there's a, there's a demographic out there that, that, you know, feels, you know, entitled to do what they want. And this isn't the first time we've seen, especially in the NBA, um, you know, the, the fan interaction with NBA players, because he had that situation with Russell Westbrook a few years ago. Yeah, that guy in Utah. In Utah. Yeah. You had um, the that uh, Golden State, I think he was a minority owner, you know, that pushed Kyle Lowry. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> in the finals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the other one? Uh, there was. Um, now nah, he's not a player, but Musayu Jiri. Remember what yes, happened to him after yes. they won the championship? Yeah, right. Yeah, so there was that one, um, and then even there was that one. I, I know you guys have seen it, um, that clip online when the when Cleveland was playing Golden State uh, in twenty fifteen, and he's walking off, and that lady's yelling, "Yeah, LeBron, how's it feel to be a blah blah blah?" You guys, you you've seen that. Yes, you call him like a yes. punk, punk A B B. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. like it's it's, <clears throat> it's all these people seem to look similar. I'm like, <laughs> I don't see other black people or other people of color or you know, you know, certain white folks that look a certain way, you know, going at these guys. It always seems to be kind of the same kind of vibe, the same kind of people that mm-hmm. seem to be going at these players so you know I, I just think it's, it's going to be interesting to see you know if when fans can fully come back to the games like how mm-hmm. you know how how they're going to handle this because again there's we saw what happened on January 6th right and you know even though President Biden is in there right now there's a lot of people that voted for President Trump yeah. and not saying that Everybody that voted for him thinks that way, but right. we saw there's there's a there's a there's a demographic who there's does a demographic <laughs> out there that does you know what I'm saying and they they feel strongly about you know how they view the world so you know it, do we do you ban those people from coming to the games now like how how do you handle that going forward like how does the NBA even look at that going forward so mm-hmm. that's kind of where my head went. You know, obviously it was a laugh out loud moment when yes. I saw it, but that's just thinking deeper about it. That's kind of where my head, my head went. Cause it's like, you know, how, how are you going to handle these situations going forward? If you're the NBA, because, you know, are you going to deny these people coming to the game? You know, cause they're spending their money just like mm-hmm. everybody else that comes to the game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're going to kind of wild out like that at the game, how do you handle that? I mean, it's an interesting question going forward. Yeah, sure is. Sure is. Points well taken. Coach K, fans and athletes, what's happening out here, man? Man. <clears throat> it's already tough enough as it is. Um, I, mean, I know I know. LeBron said he's, he wishes that fans had never been banned from the game, but <sighs> – I don't think there's any place for that in the league. I don't care how much money you spend on a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had owners who have um, – who've lost ownership of teams because of things they've done and said. So, I don't know. I think the league needs to make an example and just, like, ban them from coming to games. I mean, you got to you gotta do something about it. That's, that's how I'm looking at it. I mean, granted, you know, you can talk about freedom of speech and, you know, all that stuff, but – times are already as hard as it is. And like NBA players didn't even really get that much of an off season. So to, for something like that to happen to me is uncalled for. Like that's, it's just plain and simple. So there's no room, no room in the, no room in the league for it. Agree. Agree. So a few things. (laughs) Break it down. 
when I first saw the situation. And so one of the things that I like, I try to do is I, I want to sit in everyone's seat in the situation and try to understand what's going on here. And I look at it and I'm thinking, really? Like, this is, this is what you decided to do? Like, number one, you got some liquid courage in you too. So that's not going to help. That's going to amplify who you already are. And I'm thinking, okay, so your husband said something to LeBron. So LeBron didn't say anything to your husband. So that means your husband started it. A, that's, 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 that's the first point. Mm-hmm. And then instead of letting, she didn't even let them handle it. She was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to say something. I'm going to step up and defend, you know, my husband. Okay, I get why it's defending their husbands and everything like that. I think there's a place for that, but I think you have to see. Okay, what if uh, your significant other is in the wrong? Do you still have that same energy, right? Because obviously he says something to LeBron to get his attention in a very negative way, and LeBron's pretty much heard any everything under the sun mm-hmm. from all the times that he didn't get it done in Cleveland, for the few times that he did fail in Miami. You know, he and just being him and people not liking him beating their teams, he's pretty much heard it all. So what did this guy say that got LeBron's attention? So that automatically goes to some type of uh, assassinate assassination on character, maybe some N words being shared there, you know, so maybe maybe some things going with that for LeBron to stop and be like, nah, bro, like, I, you know. You weren't that emphatic about your husband saying whatever he said to LeBron. Won't you take that energy and say, "Hey, nah, don't, don't, don't incite anything. Don't talk to him like that. You may be upset about something, you know. And and if if you're upset about him beating the Hawks, then root for a better team, you know. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, and the fact that she even went to social media, still on Liquid Courage, and then all of a sudden, if you look at her social media post, she starts to change the story a little bit in each one of these things. And then she takes it down and apologize, and, 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 you know, and it's like, oh, you know, that, and backtracks everything. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's how, you know, you're up to no good. And it's like, what were you, you trying to get your 15 minutes of fame? You know, you try to get your IG follower game up. Like, what do you, what, what is your motive here? But I think this repeated pattern that coach Natty T is talking about is people feel that they have, a hierarchical authority over black bodies. And that's like probably the most blunt way that I could put it. Because all these situations have, have the same two denominators, a white fan and a black athlete. Like, so what, what, what else is there? What else is there happening? Right, that you feel that you have an authority and the right to be able to say something like that. And you can say freedom of speech all you want to. That doesn't that doesn't <clears throat> obscure you from consequences. Uh, because anyway, people can say, oh, she should be able to say what she wants to say. Well, obviously, she was disturbing the peace right in the middle of the game, so much so that security decided to stop it. So there was some type of disruption anyway, regardless of what was going on. Yeah, I mean, on. they had to stop the game. They had to stop the game. And <laughs> And you're saying, oh, LeBron, you know, called me this name. And so I'm looking at all the film from the game and I can't, I can't find a moment where he said that. So I'm thinking like, okay, she's probably lying about that too. And and then for you to change your stories afterwards, I'm just like, come on, man. 
like what what is your real motive here for doing that and so i'm just really tired of of some of the social hierarchy we have in, in our society when you feel that you have the right and the entitlement to do that uh and and as shana sharp would say i don't know what happened i don't know if her husband put in a business proposal to lebron and his people rejected it and now he <laughs> he on his feelings i don't know what happened but whatever the husband said is what got LeBron's attention. LeBron didn't start barking at you. So check your husband, right? He, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of defending people no matter what. I'm not a fan of that. If you write, you write. <laughs> if you're out of pocket, you're out of pocket. And as your friend and as your significant other, I should be able to tell you that and be like, nah, you need to chill. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Maybe take that drink away from you a little bit. We're going to calm down. I ain't trying to get kicked out and everything. Uh, but instead, you decided to to be part of the problem. Yeah. And so what I would like to see more people do is really think about that holistically. What is the pattern that we're seeing here in our society? Who is speaking out against who and why? There's mm -hmm. always some type of value, underlying value and motive behind it. And there's usually a reason why Black fans don't traditionally talk to Black players that way. Because there's, there's a, a connection of like, you know, I may not like you because you keep beating my team, but I'm not going to disrespect you in that way. I'm not going to do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, all these instances have been a white fan and black athlete. Like, I, 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 that just, that's just not a coincidence. And what? <laughs> and that's just like, even sometimes you see the kids do it because, like, wasn't there like a kid that. Russell like, Westbrook, because he like Russell, tapped, yeah. he tapped him on his back. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm just like, what if. What are you teaching? I, right? What I'm legacy just, are you? Almost, I'm almost like to the point now where there should be a total separation of like fans and players. Like fans shouldn't even be anywhere near courtside unless you're like a part of um I would say unless you're like actually a part of like the um like a of media the, of the or something? business, yeah. yeah. Media or the like operations part of the, the actual mm. operation of the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's That's dangerous when you have that access. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. uh, that sport, unlike some of the other sports, has that closeness of like right. literally you're sitting right behind LeBron. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, That's what I was thinking too. Because like with football, I mean, I know. So I've heard. You know, I mean, yeah, you can hear stuff, but I mean, they're kind of somewhat removed. Just, mm -hmm. just how the logistics of football stadiums are—you're not like right there, so mm -hmm. it's a little different. But yeah, basketball—I mean, you're, you're right there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it uh, something's got to change, man. Because these, these people just being way too inappropriate. Yeah. Then you got Trey Songs at the Chiefs game on the stands and everything like that. And he's getting held back by security. And people are filming like, bro, he didn't do anything. Like, you know, the person that you want is down. And it's like, why do you automatically go to the person of color, particularly the black person in this situation? Mm -hmm. Like, you're bringing a bias into your job. Right? And so you got to check yourself. You got to check, check your privilege, check your... Uh, your biases that you bring to situation. That's something we all got to do. It just plays out differently based on who we are and where we are. Uh, and so we recognize that we can do better at our jobs. We could be better humans to one another because mm -hmm. right now we're not. Yeah. And we haven't been for quite some time. Yeah.
And uh, it's, it's funny, you can choose not to recognize patterns, but actually our brains are trained to recognize patterns, which is why stereotyping happens in the first place, because our brain is trained to see patterns. So what we're asking y'all to do for those that may not be seeing our perspective on this is to recognize the pattern. We're trained, which one of these things doesn't belong here? We're trained, you know, what, what, you know, toy fits in what shape? You, you know, you put the different shapes down, you match them up and everything like that. We're trying to do that. Uh, so what is preventing you from seeing this, this pattern? That's what we ask mm-hmm. for. Yeah. yeah. Man. Oh, I was just oh gonna... well. Oh, you go ahead, Coach K. I was going to say, I know you said to check your bias at the door, but I can't do that when it comes to Carlos Boozer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, I, I guess we can let this one go. We can let this one go. <laughs> Yeah, I had well, I had a real well, quick, I guess, quick question for both of y'all. I guess, kind of switching gears back to the all star games. I think we forgot to bring it up with um, some of the comments. Ah, uh, uh, yes, with, uh, with LeBron <laughs> and uh, De'Aaron Fox. So, you know, what was y'all's thoughts on that? Because, because I think it was actually John Wall last week that was the first one that kind of. Mm-hmm outspokenly said, you know, he didn't agree with the All-Star game. And then I was like, oh, well, that's John Wall. And then, <laughs> then, then De'Aaron Fox said it. It was like, yeah, yeah, maybe it's a good point. But then LeBron said it, to, or yesterday. So what, yeah. what, you, what do you guys think? Coach K, you want to take this one first? Yeah, I'll tell you first. Um, I guess to me uh, – <sighs> I don't really see I mean for me the uh the luster of the lure the draw for me of of the uh of the all-star game is having everybody there like you know you got all the celebrities you got performances the dunk contests and everything it's it's just not gonna be the same. Uh and I just say like I guess just with everything going on right now, I th- I think I'm 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 actually gonna side with the players on this one. Um I it's our it's already tough as it is with everything going on and we don't know we don't really know when we're gonna come out of this. So unless unless and until we get to some state of like normality. Just go ahead and can it. I mean, what's what's one year? I mean, I don't know, that's that's just for me. I, I don't know. I I don't really see the point in having it this year. That's just me. So if I'm correct, there's supposed to be fans for this game. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, what's it? The, they're going to do like a third capacity, I guess, at at the State Farm Arena. So it's probably going to be what, maybe ten thousand fans, maybe something like that. That's probably my biggest problem with it is that they're going to, you know, they're already limiting attendance anyway, and you see how many players have missed games. There's people, there's teams that haven't been able to play games because they don't have enough players eligible to play, and so now you want to just pick everyone up and have them travel to Atlanta and surround them with 10,000 fans. I don't think anyone wins in that situation health wise. Like that's just going to, 
increase the chances. And so part of LeBron's angle too was talking about it's a financial gain for the NBA. And so you're going to gain money off of us risking our health because the owners aren't the ones out there risking their health. You know, the commissioner's not risking his health in this in this instance, but the players are and the fans are. And you know, if they build it, they are going to come. You know, that if you have the All-Star game, you're going to get people to attend that. Uh, and I would have preferred for them not to do it this year. I, I, I see nothing wrong with, you know, going through the voting and stuff like that, because I think that that's important for people that be recognized in some sort of way, but not in the format of a game. I mean, you know, you've already had to shorten the season by 10 games and LeBron's other angle was talking about how before the season started, they were talking about, Hey, this will give players a little chance to rest. We're not going to have all-star. And now you're adding another game to their schedule. They're already strenuous schedule. They're playing a lot of, you know, back-to-backs and stuff like that already. Like I said, people been out and now you're going to add another game to that schedule where everyone's coming under one roof. It just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right to me. Not good timing by the NBA and as big of a fan of basketball as I am, I'd rather see the players healthy and wanting to be there because now you're talking about players saying I'll physically be there to represent, play the game, game, but I'm not going to mentally be there. And that came straight from LeBron's mouth too. So like I'd rather have everyone healthy and taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think, uh, because I think we'll, you already alluded to it, Coach JB3. I mean, they already said at the beginning of the season there wasn't going to be an all-star game. Now you're saying there is going to be an all-star game. Um, and then for me, it, again, it kind of leads us back to the conversation we've been having over the past few uh, episodes here with just the business of just sports in general, right? I mean, I think they're looking at it. It's a pandemic. We've lost a lot of money, so they're trying to recoup some of that money any way that they can mm-hmm. um but i i don't think it's a good look and i i think it's to De'Aaron fox point and lebron's point and john wall's point it's actually really stupid i mean when you really think about it because i mean in a pandemic world we have all of these different protocols so you're going to have all the best players in the nba mm-hmm. in one area at one time mm-hmm. like God forbid a, you know, a breakout starts there, some sort of, you know, COVID, um, you know, breakout starts at the All-Star game. Now all these best players are going to be out for, and again, that's right. just, that's worst case scenario. I'm not hoping that happens, but that could happen. It could. it could, Right? So why would you even put your players at risk like that? And then I think, again, again, speaking to the theme that we've kind of talked to and alluded to the past few weeks, I feel like this is where the NFL does a better job than the NBA in some of the logistic areas, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If the NFL canceled their Pro Bowl, I mean, they still had voting, yeah. but, you know, they just did a little virtual thing and and that was fine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, And and if anything, if you were going to have an all-star game, like you should have planned it at the beginning of the season, and then, like, what I would have done is, like, okay, we're just going to have an all-star game at, you know, wherever. And just have – and just say, like, look, all the fans are going to be um, first responders. Yeah. And then just have an all-star game. That's it. Mm-hmm. 
like that that works I, and i think most nba players would have been fine with that if that's what was agreed upon at the beginning of the yes. season yes so i i just again I, I think the nba is just making some some missteps here on on a lot of different things i mean yeah. obviously it's not going to gain the attention because everybody i think perceives the nba as the woke league and mm-hmm. you know they're and, and and that's great right i mean they're mm-hmm. doing a lot of things and you know acknowledging black lives matter and all of that which is great mm-hmm. but i do think they they've made a lot of little missteps here and there and i'm just like what are y'all doing man like that just doesn't make any sense it doesn't i was so, shocked actually to hear yeah it's like i was shocked yeah it's just it just doesn't make any sense so again it kind of speaks to again what we've been talking about i just think like the nba man i I don't know the future just looks a little i have a little a little concerns man because some of the decision making on you know just some of the marketing efforts and then just stuff like this it's just Mm -hmm. i I just something something just smells a little fishy to me the decision making is just off yeah yeah not a not a big fan of that I think they're looking at, hey, you know, we can we can make at least five million dollars off of this game if we let. Well, that's that's solely what it is. That's solely what it is, because a lot of, you know, they're losing money because, you know, people can't come to the games, you know, at full capacity. I mean, some Mm -hmm. areas they still can't even allow fans Mm -hmm. they're trying to figure out ways they can recoup that money a little bit. Obviously, they have that TV deal with TNT, so I'm pretty sure. TNT is like, hey, I mean, you know, you guys did sign this contract, you know, so mm-hmm. they're getting pressure on both sides there. But at the end of the day, like, it, it is stupid. Like, when you really think about it, it really it is. is dumb. It it's is a dumb idea. Like, there's, there's, there's better decisions that accumulate or for even player and fan interactions could be better than, than that game, even if it's not in person, whether it, ever the case may be. I think this would have been a good time to connect your players to the people and leverage that, even if it's just in a virtual format and provide some opportunities and perhaps even paid opportunities that you pay X amount of dollars, you get, you know, X amount of time with these players and you get to talk to them a little bit and everything like that. And so I'm sure the players would be like, okay, well, I don't have to actually play, but I could sit down and talk to some fans. Mm-hmm. that are paying for this experience because right? you know there's people out there that are going to pay for it mm-hmm. if you got if you got bread like that to go to an all-star game and you actually get a chance to have like a, a one-on-one with the player or some type of interaction that has benefits at the end of the day whether they they get some signed merchandise or something like that the, the players will do stuff like that for fans and the fans yeah. will pay for that type of experience like, why not just be creative with it instead of putting everyone at risk? But again, it's a and it's another like calculated misstep again because again, bring it back to the NFL. I mean, the Super Bowl this year, right? Mm-hmm. All the fans are going to be first responders, responders. and yeah. <laughs> nurses and people in the medical field, right? Mm-hmm. Like the honorary captain that's going to do the the flip of a coin. She's a nurse. Yes, like that is that is a fantastic idea. It is. It is. You know what I mean? For the it Super Bowl. Is. And the NBA, they're not like they're not even mentioning that. Like they're just like, oh yeah, we're gonna let some fans in. Like, dude, if, if you're gonna sell it, like that's the way you sell it from the mm-hmm. beginning. Yes. Like, look, we're gonna have 
nothing but first response. Because even what I thought would really have been dope, if they had it, like, if you really wanted to capitalize on some things, what I would have done at the beginning of the season would be like, hey, we're going to have an All-Star game. It's just going to be an All-Star game. No skills competitions, none of that. Let's have it at a historically Black college mm. and have all the fans in there be first responders, nurses, all of that. They're just going to play a game, and that's it. That would be dope. That would have been, that would have been dope. dope, right? But mm-hmm. nah. Nah, y'all don't like it. Well, we're trying to recoup some money. Like, I don't know, man. NBA, y'all. It could at least, tripping. you know, you can get a lot of money because you'll get you can get millions off of opportunity like that if people are able. That would have been that would have been dope. That would have been real dope. Mm-hmm. And, and you could just say you could even give like ten percent of these proceeds will go to HBCU, Whatever. right? You know, yeah. or something like that. Something, something like, like that. Because yeah. people will pay for it just because some of the money's going to a HBCU. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And yeah. taking oh, advantage of the moment, right? And the NBA as. We, Keeps missing it. They're like, they're like the Midwest of sports, right? <laughs> a little that's step was, when it comes to those things. But that's what I was saying last week. I feel like it, again, this is where the NFL and the NFL has plenty of issues, right? I mean, we've talked about this oh, as well. Yes, yes. But this is where I feel they do a really good job of connecting with their fans, right? Because mm. they, I think they understand how to execute on certain moments when it comes to connecting with their fans. Mm-hmm. And Super Bowl, that was a perfect example. I mean, that was a fantastic idea. Like, all the, we're already going to be limited capacity. So we're like, you know what? All the fans, first responders, nurses, doctors, people in the medical field, like, we're just going to have nothing but those, nothing but those folks in the stands. Nobody's going to argue with that. Like, that is fan, that is a fantastic idea. Yeah. And it's just weird. You have a, a football stadium with, Few thousand fans, and you're gonna have a basketball stadium with ten thousand, <laughs> right? Like that, that, the ratio doesn't even sound right. Yeah, like, that doesn't sound right at all. Yeah, I that you know whatever. We'll, we'll yeah. see how it plays out, but mm. well, we'll be here to talk about it when it does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, right? yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. be here. We'll be here. Yeah. So, on behalf of Coach K, Coach Natty T, I'm Coach JP Three. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Um, enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend for, for our football fans out there. Fans love watching the game. Uh, and we'll be back with some more of our all-star stuff and everything next week. And, of course, another installment of Bulls Watch with Coach K. <laughs> it'll probably be similar to what he said today because the Bulls are still going to suck, like, even throughout the next week. But, <laughs> you know, no, uh, but, yes, have a safe weekend. Be smart. Be safe. Peace out, y'all. Peace.